0: For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Borough purchase at burrowcom ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrowcom ACAST.
1: Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name's Colin Duff and I'll be your host this, eve- this evening. We're recording live on the Sunday night um, in the aftermath of St. Johnston 2, Rangers 1. Um, and we're going to try and do our very best to dissect it and uh, look, a- look ahead to... The next week, how it leaves is going into the World Cup, and then what happens after it. But I'll be honest, folks, I think tonight we're going to be discussing the inevitable, and there will it'll be more around the when rather than the what. Here to here to give me honours in time, keep the conversation flowing. I've got a, a stellar lineup. First of all, Mason Stewart, how are you doing, Mason?
2: Yeah, well, good thanks, Colin. Um, Well, I say good, but another shit weekend uh, being a range of support. I feels like we've said that way too many times uh, this season already. But, um, yeah, what, what a shit day again.
1: Aye, I, uh, I think that really sums up the pod perfectly tonight. Um, also joining us, Davey Pollock. How are you, Davey? I can see for your tagline, hot and bad.
3: Yeah, uh, it wasn't a good watch today. We uh, started brightly. Uh, it just descended into the usual chaos. There was uh, not much to not much to take from that today. Hopefully the outcome will be uh, what I think everyone's pretty much come to the conclusion is uh, almost inevitable now. So it's just as you said, it's not when. It's it's when, not if
1: and last and by no means least, Craig, how are you doing mate? Um I've got to <laughs> I'm going to keep a, a, a keen eye on you tonight. Usually, we wheel you after a good result to pick the spirits back up. So, you've been given the grave graveyard shift tonight.
4: Aye, uh, do you know, I'm, I think we, we were all kind of a bit, kind of looking a bit more positive after the Aberdeen game, and <clears throat> really, all that was doing was was delaying the inevitable. And um, we've been seeing there's been a few of us in the chat for for the last in a few months, saying that this is going to be an effort uh You don't ever want to say, I told you so, but the writing's been on the wall since the first couple of weeks of this season, if not pre-season, by the way, when the lack of signings and the lack of movement and stuff. But right, I'm sure that we'll get through quite a bit tonight and uh, I'll try and be happy.
1: And just to say the expectations, um A lot of what we're going to say tonight, folks, is what we've been saying the last few weeks on the pod. Um, Maybe tonight will be a more unified run in the points we're trying to make. I know I was certainly one of the later ones to be turned around into the the idea that Gio isn't is going to see the, the new year as Rangers manager. Uh, but a lot of the points that we're going to be making will be similar to what we made the last few weeks and that's just because we've seen the same tortured performances time and time again. Um Mason, I know I know you've pretty much had your mind made up for a wee while but he doesn't survive us, does he? No, he shouldn't he
2: shouldn't call any he, for me it was um I've been saying it a while, but the, I don't think there was any coming back from the the Liverpool were disaster. You know, to, to lose seven goals at home. And I know it's in the Champions League, whatever. But we should be losing seven. You know, we should never be losing seven goals to anyone. And and I, I just said at the time that, that there's no coming back from that. Um, and that was, you know, after obviously the, the nightmare at Parkhead and um, at Ajax as well. But the, uh, the I agree with uh, Craig there. If we got if we take these performances back to the start of the season, where we see that performance away in Union in Belgium. Alarm bells were ringing for me back then. Um, it was, that was that was atrocious. And then we moved it on to, to Easter Road, where a hip side were there for, for the taking. Um, and, and we were so poor, you know. I wrote the red cards, and you can cut, you know, that's been his excuse. We're only two points behind. And if it was for referees, decisions would, would be, you know, that, that was all false. Um, he, he shouldn't survive this. I, I've been refreshing Twitter, like I think many tonight, just waiting for the inevitable. Uh, tweet to come out that he, that he's away because, uh, you know, he, he's got it. We, he can't recover from this. He can't recover from that today. We've just been beat by, you know, uh, Callum Davidson. Um, uh, and and I'm not going to name the players that, that are nowhere near good enough for us. And, and they were comfortable at 2 0 today. That's that's the big worry for me. Um, I see a few tweets earlier on Twitter saying, oh, it was a positive performance first 20 25 minutes night. Well, we, we didn't carve St. Johnston open today. Like Livingston a couple of weeks ago, It's it's been utterly rotten. And um, yeah, I just, I just—the only thing I think would cheer us all up is—is is, is for that tweet to come out and, and him to, to be away.
1: Davy, um, same question to you then, and uh, again, I think you've resigned yourself a few weeks ago that he's—he's he's not the man for the job. But after today's performance, it's as Mason says, wishing the. It shouldn't be a game against St Johnston, but the most frustrating thing for me is St Johnston played fairly well, but they didn't have to be amazing to beat us. And that's been the case for Livingston and Hibbs. They didn't have to play amazing to get points off of us.
3: No, I think if you, if you look at it, the cold light of day, I mean, St Johnston are nowhere near Rangers in terms of the, the quality of the squad. So it, the set-up, the, the approach to the games... You know, as as Mason said and Craig, you know, the the writing's been on the wall for some time. It's just not been, just not of the required standard, because we have better players than St. Johnson. So our approach to the game today, although, as I said, we started quite brightly, we had a lot of possession, you know, a, a ridiculous amount of corners, but we just, we're not creating anything. There's just, it's just all slow and stop. And this all comes from the training ground. This is straight from the manager, so we saw what these players could do last season. Uh, we have regressed unbelievably. And, uh, it would, and, you know, the results this season, Livingston was mad enough at home. But then when we come up against St. Johnson, who are just, uh, you know, they're just SPFL plodders. And, and, and we made us, you know, the, in fact, the chances they had at the start of the second half, you know, by that time I was resigned to it. It was uh, it was not going to happen today, and and it would just be covering up. You know, if we'd have got over the hurdle, if we'd have got an equaliser, maybe even a, you know a winner, you know, and we'd all been. But it's uh, it's not good enough. So the, the Rangers squad is not good enough. The Rangers is not good enough. Well, now we be relying on our boards to be big boys, and and do what what is required. Everyone knows it, so. If, they, if they're going to bury their head in the sand, they're just going to be storing up a whole load of heartache for us. And hopefully hopefully soon.
1: That's uh, that's my biggest concern right now, Craig. Um, it's not what needs to happen, or should it happen, Is when will the boat do it. And I think, and again, I, I need to caveat this with that. I, I have... <laughs> I do like Geo. He comes across well. Um, he's just no cut for the Rangers manager at this time. And I'm not going to say he was never going to get a job in football with her. I think there's talent there. But he needs a right group of players to be able to click with him. For whatever reason, where the fault lies, he can't get the best out of this group of players he has to go. My biggest worry, Craig, is the board wait until we get scudded for not enough Celtic in the 2nd of January to decide it's too late. And by that point, we're 12, 12 points behind or whatever.
4: Aye. Um, <clears throat> see, see right now the club seems to be fractured um, in a way that I don't think I've seen before. But I've seen us um, like in the depths, like when when two thousand twelve happened, um, and we knew what was we knew that there was perpetrators there. and We knew that there was, there was things going on. People were doing things against us. Some but a lot of it behind the scenes. And it was intentional, and it was disgusting. But right now, there seems to be a fracture in the club that probably, it's not been meant. Uh, like, when you look at the, the board that we've got, they're all Rangers men that have dug deep. And they've they've, buried, they've they've pulled us out of somewhere that we never thought we would ever be, and got us to somewhere that we probably never thought we would get to again, the Europa League final. And... Um, what Davy said there, the board need to realise the, the, the gravity of the situation right now that um if they don't fix this and fix it quick, this like any Rangers fan that doesn't think this will get worse is kidding themselves on. This will get worse. Um, it does not get better. Like and do you know do you know something that irritates me most out of the last two months? See when we go down against these fucking Shit teams by the way. We're talking about St. Johnson today were a mixture of half-talented, really young players and fucking mediocre junior level players like Stevie May. We're talking to Stevie May, Andy Considine. Like players that you would go, fuck ah, if if you ever got an opportunity like Ricky Foster, that that's the kind of player that, that I class name as. Uh, See, see the moment that we put two up top and we actually start attacking them? We show, the te- we show them for what they actually are. Like Livingston at home, when we went gung-ho. What we should have been fucking doing from the start instead of this shoehorn fucking bullshit. Apologise if there's any kids, my wee boys were actually watching. Uh, but Hego Um It's like, grow a backbone, Van Bronkhorst. You're not playing fucking Real Madrid you're playing St Johnston. do you know what I mean? And we've all joked about, it would be nice to have uh, Morelos and Cholak up front and Van Broncos came out and basically said, no, I'm not going to be doing that. We should, like, see the fan media that were sitting in that press conference, they should have been going, why? Why not? We're talking about a player that was at 1.25 million pounds, he was getting basically pitched up. And then we got Cholak that literally scores for fun. Why the fuck would we not want to play the two players together against the likes of St. Johnson, the likes of Livingston at home? Uh, it's like I, I get the the admiration for Munbroncost. Do you know? What I'm going to. I, I, remember, I, I reminded myself of this today. He was he was very quick in leaving us. By the way, so. Like, there'll be no love lost there. They'll it was see, a, a see. bit of an injury. Um,
1: a bit of a ghost injury uh, before Aye. he left, Winter
4: Aye. Uh, and then he came. And by the way, wasn't he injured for the last five, five odd games? Uh, that was my first ever fun game, the three 0 game. Um, just, I think see, the only way that he walks away from this with a bit of um, dignity and the Rangers uh, from Rangers is I design. Like don't have Rangers paying you compensation here because he's a multi multi-millionaire by the way so see anyone that goes oh I don't want anybody losing their job see any football man- manager they're multi-millionaires they're not going to be worrying about their mortgage And um, apologies Uh you probably knew I was going to rant a wee bit Colin so apologies on that but it just drives me bananas man because like by the way see the squad that we've got they're not what I want but they are good enough to go out and beat that mob 100% mm-hmm. Um it's, it's just
1: so irritating, man. Mason, i am got to come to you on when and how will it will happen. And Craig mentioned a couple of things about the players, and the water park I want to park it out to the side because the the criticism come towards the players tonight. Um, that's a whole section in its own right, and I don't want to miss that because um, they absolutely need to take their share of the, of the blame of this. this What's the fuck a, a season we're having? Um, how do you see it going? Do you see Geo resigning? Personally, I, I don't. I can't see it. I think he'll have in his head rightly or wrong with it. If he gets through to the World Cup and he'll get some players coming back, he'll fancy his chances to try and turn it around. I don't think, I don't see him resigning, but I don't see the board. I, I think if they were going to do it, they would have done it by now.
2: Well, I think Craig makes a couple of really good points there about about Gio. Um, you know, we, you know, supporters can't be quick to forget how he how he left us, and he couldn't wait to get away, away down to Arsenal. So, you know, um, he won't he won't resign. I think he's too stubborn. Um, and 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 as Craig said, he's a he's a he's a multi multimillionaire, millionaire. Multi millionaires don't don't walk away from 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 payoffs. Um, he's interviewed today today though, Colin. I couldn't even watch it. I couldn't. I can't bring myself to to, to listen to him no more. But when I was on Twitter, I've seen a few quotes, and I think one of them said, "Is it is what it is." You know, after a defeat at Johnson, that's that's his that's his talk. Um, you know what he said after Ajax are uh, doing in Ajax and completely writing us off in, in the Champions League. For me, straight after that, I was just like, "No, this, this is not this is not a Rangers
1: manager." And, and performances the- like today, we're well, always going to come back and bite them in the ass with that I- statement.
2: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because we're playing against Johnston, who who are not even in a fraction of our budget. So what's his excuse today? You know what? What's it's just, he's just he's just so out of his depth. Um, it's it's a joke. I just you know, Colin, we, we go back to you know, Seville, and then the feeling we had that day in Seville that we're, we're about to see Rangers in a European final, um, and then you know, the, obviously the result didn't go our way. But I just didn't see this coming in terms of how quickly we've just spiraled out of control. Um, and, and the ball, the ball, the ball are not to blame. Um, you know, we will, I'm sure we'll all come on, on, onto the ball. They've, they've, they've been. You know, they're just as you know culpable for this. Um, you know, Douglas Park is quickly to flex his muscles when it comes to you know anything happening with his own his own company with, with the whole you know SPL sponsor. But he's, he's not flexing his muscles in, in, in getting a new manager from Rangers. So um, you know, it, big questions need asked uh, ask of him as well. He's the chairman, and, and when's the last time we heard from from Douglas Park? Um, I, God knows they put John Bennett out to to give give us some lines about best in class, best in class today. We've just been beaten by Stevie Clark and and, and uh, Nikki Clark and and Stevie May up front. That's where we are, best in class. So now the club the, clubs, the club at the minute just seems a complete mess, and it's going to take more, you know, than than a new manager. But that would be a good start. You know, it'd be a good start to. To get someone in we need a new, we need a leader we need a proper rangers manager and someone that that's not beat before we go in the pitch. I, I look at these players and i, I look at you. we're beat before we, we go on a pitch and after 20 minutes today i knew we was dropping points i knew he was dropping points because the tempo just dropped and i said i said we, if we, we we're not going to score it it's going to be one of them days and i think the players now as well when you see lunch for the first goal which i'm sure we'll come <laughs> on to but you know that the players ain't playing for him and last week was just just different because Jim Goodwin set Aberdeen up completely wrong. And, and if he sets it up like Martin Dow did a couple of weeks ago and Callum Davidson did today, and they both said they were so confident of getting points off the Rangers manager um, just by being hard to beat. So if Jim Goodwin had done the same last week, we wouldn't have had that performance and, and, we, and, and maybe maybe it would have, have come sooner than, than what it is.
1: Davey, um this isn't a popular statement right now. Um, I'll probably get rubbish, but... The league isn't over. Um, if we decide, uh, if we if we act decisively, I think if we get through to the World Cup, there's is a unique window we have where we can get a six week break to get something new to come in, work with this group of players, try and inspire a bit of fight, a bit of fire, a bit of belief for the second half of the season. I just, but again, back to that point. I don't see them doing it, and I think um, it's now the days are ticking down to to this league going out because I, I realistically I don't see Gio getting six points out of six over the next two games. I'm not going to say that um, a Malky Thompson or uh, David McCallum will, but I think if we get a caretaker in, it might inspire a bit of shit. <laughs> we need to pull our finger out our asses here from the players and then get through to the World Cup and somebody new comes in? Do you see it happening?
3: In a word, no. So, I mean, I, I admire your optimism, Colin. It really is. It's touching, actually. But the we have us—we've dug ourselves into such a huge hole. I mean, the, the problem, you know, from the board, Ross Wilson, the recruitment, the way the team played are so fragile. You know, the, the capitulation against Liverpool in the second half was unforgivable. The, the paint should have been taken off the wall by Gio after that performance when they just chucked it. You know, and, and the, the, the Napoli, you know, there's just a complete lack of belief. They don't believe it themselves. And, and you can see that the belief just draining out of them. I, the game against Livingston in the second half was just pure panic stations. So there doesn't seem to be any control. I mean, God knows what Gio says to those boys. I I, I did watch uh, Gio's uh, post-match comments, and he doesn't believe it either. He knows he's a dead man walking, so he's. I think he's resigned himself to his fate. But the he is simply incapable of, of having those guys go out there and play at a level where they actually believe it. They don't believe it. And when things start to turn pear shape, when things go against them, the number of times we concede first, you can, you can see they they don't believe it. They're just all too fragile. Then they start to hide. I don't want the ball. I don't want to take risks. And it and that's the way it's been go- going this season. You know, and a couple of occasions where we do get a couple of goals in front, you can see that, you know the shoulders lift up. You know, it all becomes so much easier for them when it's you know we're now in easy street, and then they can start to play. I'm afraid that uh, that's never going to be the case when you play for Rangers because we're going to have to go to their midden and, and turn them over. You know, for this season to be rescued, I just don't see that team being able to do that.
1: Craig, just on a couple of points that David made there, um, I think it takes us nicely on what we've seen today for the players, and the the more worrying part is what we've seen time and time again for this group of players this season. It's a non-tangible stuff—the personal pride, professionalism, the attitude, the bottle, whatever you want to call it—and yes, this doesn't absolve Joe for because it ultimately it's his job to inspire and get a performance out of them. But I think Lundstrom, for the first goal, which has really summed up how how much this group of players have frustrated me this year. You see them, you see them running with the ball, looking up. There's no movement. Fair enough, but it just you know. He takes his eye off the ball, loses it, and just chucks it. He just chucks it there and then. For me, that's unforgivable. Um, that's on the players. And it's I'm not going to list all the occasions that we've seen it this year. I mean, I think the lack of professionalism for the 7-1 game in the last 20 minutes of Liverpool, that's I've never seen a group of men one off mm-hmm. the pitch mm-hmm. so quickly. That's what's really worrying me in terms of the long term, that we need to have an overhaul over the next two windows. Um, we can't be going into the start of next season with this same nucleus.
4: No, 100%. See, uh, like I'm, I'm Lundstrom's um, biggest biggest fan um, on this podcast. And um, See, as soon as that happened, I actually turned to my wee boy and said to him, I bet you they run up the part and school for this. And they run up the park and the score. Um, you can then after that then say Tavernier should have done better. It was down that side again. Uh, we're losing goals every single game now, down that right hand side, and um, coming down from there. Um, Lundstrom in the box, just standing about. Um, like I don't see it's, it's see the finger pointing stuff. Like Lundstrom's brilliant when he's when he's telling players where to be. And he's, he's, and he's giving them the G up. But see for your teammate to openly, like, stop playing. Like, allow the other player, the other team, to take the ball so that you can point and start shouting. See if that's, like, I played a, in an amateur game earlier on, right? See if I do that in an amateur game. I'm getting pulled off. Like, you're going, don't do that to your teammates. That's like, you, you stick together. And see when it starts being that point in the finger stuff like Lundstrom. And I'm like I just said there, I'm going to sing through the rafters when he plays well. There has been a number of games where Lundstrom has been part, if not one of the biggest problems that we've had on that park. So he can't he say anything to anyone. Like Sakala has been one of our biggest threats in the last two games. That's like that's not saying much for Sakala, by the way, because I'm not his biggest fan, but um. Don't, don't blame your own players, especially when the ball is getting played. Um, and it's just the inevitability, do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what it feels like? It feels like Paul Le Guin. It feels like Murty. It feels like when you're going into games and you're going, I'm probably not going to win this. And that is not the Rangers standard. Um, but it is with, and do you know what, to quote Gio, it is what it is right now until he goes.
1: And that that comment that just that that's more than the we can't compete in the Champions League the the passive defeatist attitude the acceptance that that's where we are that did really sting today when you heard them say that and back when to that that one something it was so petulant how he threw his arms to.
4: Um, do you know as well, right, and this might sound like a bit kind of picking and stuff, right, seeing so the last kind of, I think it was in about the 85th, 86th minute, um, somebody took a shot and it went well wide and it was a sh- an absolute shanner of a shot, right, and then it panned to Van Bronckhorst and Van Bronkost started clapping his hands and shouted, right, come on, let's go boys and you're going, is that the best that you've got? Right, let's go boys. Like, that's, that's what you're trying to inspire our players with. Like, wait, five minutes to go. Like, let's go, boys. I mean, we see him in the press conferences. We see him after the games speaking. And it's like, I would get more conversation with my dog than, than what I get our, from Ron Costa. It's the same stuff. Like, he's get And by the way, his grasp of English is, is second on, and um, So there's no excuse for it. Um, but it's so uninspiring. And you just imagine what it's like. See, and by the way, do you know what? And I'm going to take it back to the Lundstrom thing. See if it's um, the, the late, great Walter Smith, Graham Sunnis, Jock Wallace, even Alex McLeish. See if a player's doing that. They aren't going into the dressing room to a, oh, unlucky guys know that. and all that. What you're probably getting right now from Broncos, from you're getting pinned against the wall and going, don't ever... Do that to one of my players from Broncos. you can bet your bottom dollar has not said a bad word to players like Lunchroom by the way you can just imagine you can have kind of Pallywally will um, but again I'm nitpicking but it's, it's all these wee signs where you go and the last thing I'll say see the 55 season the amount of times that I sat laughing when Lennon would come up on the screen and that's what irritates me most now is that I can just imagine what they're like watching this and from from adds to it. It doesn't. It's it's that whole thing where you're watching and you're going, see if this was the other side. I'd be loving this right now because you 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 just know it's not going to change with him. And apologies, but aye, it's just
1: better aye. Mason, Craig um, touches a few points there, and. You know, there's a couple of comments saying that we're maybe being a wee bit harsh and lunch some there or Craig saying he's nitpicking, but I think it, none of this is in isolation. It's the context of what we've seen over and over again. And I think with this group of players we've seen either they've they don't believe that they can do it or they're not willing to put the effort into trying to do it. And I think both of them are both on both is unforgivable at the moment. Um and I think the the worrying part for me is I don't I don't see how many of these players will have the will have the reaction to try and play for the place long term. The ones that are that potentially could salvage a career you know the likes of Arfield, Davis, McGregor they're probably winding down anyway but you're, the likes of on some Kent, or Sale, the, the latter two are shot
2: Yeah, on, the Lund- on Lundstrom um, you know his, his, his reaction, he'd never get away with it if Walker Smith was the manager or someone that, that, that that, you know, they had res- respect for. And they knew if they went in at half-time, they was getting a clip round the head. Um, you know, it, it, I don't see it with Gio. And I don't see him running through a brick wall for him. And I just, as I said, I think they can get away with murder. I, I don't know who Lundström thinks he is at times. He's pointing and he's he's doing this, he's doing that, but he's not doing his own job. Um, and even the runs, a couple of runs he made today are so half-hearted. And, and Malik Tillman's another one. And, 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 and again, he's young and I know, but all I see with Malik Tillman is, us developing a Bayern Munich player, because I don't see us by paying 5 or £6 million for him, because I don't think he's got the attitude. Um, again, for the, when Lundström gives the ball away, his reaction, instead of running back when Lundström's out of position, he just walks. So this just runs through the team. And then as I said, that, that all comes down from the manager, because these things, you know, players take take liberties, and they do, whether we like it or not. Players will take liberties, and if they can take liberties, they will. And one of the interesting things with coming back to Gio is, I listened to uh, last week to Lundsham and a couple of others um, after the Livingston game. They said that uh, Gio said that he never went in the change room at full time. The players were in there talking to himself and said, "Right, this ain't good enough." Blah blah blah. Why is he not in there screaming his head off? This is this is a big problem. This is this is a huge huge problem. And and as you just touched on there, Colin, we've got a thirty four year old Scott Arfield today when we're one 0 down, coming on to, to save us, and a, an unfit, unprofessional Alfredo Morelos who. Van Broncos dropped this season for, you know, probably our biggest game in the season away at PSV. Uh, uh, Morelos dropped him. But then, you know, all of a sudden he's frowning him in when he's jobs on the line. This, this is the problem you've got. And, you know, it all comes back. This, this all comes back from, from years. As, as I said, we've, we've said it a million times with, with the recruitment. Glenn Kamara coming today and looks half the player he did, you know, a year ago. He, I think he gives give the ball away pretty much every time he got it today. Um, Morelos, as I said, he's done. Kent's. Ken, I honestly can't believe how many times Gio leaves him on. He's he's done. But what, what what Gio's done as well? All these players that were were once could make us quite a lot of money. They're all going for nothing. Who's going to come in and buy any of our players at the minute? We've got no sellable assets, none whatsoever. So it's it's more than just obviously just the results that that, that have been awful. But the players look half half of what they do and. And, and
1: I, again, you know, that the attitude as well, which just I am I'm, I'm not defending John Lindstrom for that. That that is that is un, un unacceptable. Just on the group of players, um, uh I know there's a lot of comments going on in the um going on in the comment section and like really appreciate everybody getting involved. I'm trying to kind of pick out and um, the ones, the top points. But um I think there was somebody feeling that we were defending the board, the board puppets uh, they called us. Um but I, I hop back to the the last um, probably the last two months of our podcasting where we've been calling out the the board have just as much to blame and I don't I don't want to go over old ground but this is where. I said last week that that summer window is probably one of our most successful ones over the last four years because we've had we've actually added first-team quality. So we've added Yilmaz, who will be the replacement for Barisic after the World Cup. We've added Ben Davies. We've added Jolak, players who have come in and improved the first team. It's been the first time in a long time we've had three players come in and improve the first team. And anything back to John some signing, he added quality to the first team. Before that, we were adding squad players. We should never been put in the position when we won 55 Celtic needed a f- complete rebuild we should never have allowed, uh, have allowed ourselves to get in the position we need a complete overhaul that's on the board just as much as the management team past and present David, I'll come with you because um, there's a lot of comments about who do we go for next and I don't know if you have any opinions on that I don't really know exactly who I want. Um, David Martindale, Sean Dyche, um are the kind of the the big names. The Bodo Glint manager as well. For me, I think it I can see he's going down the route of a British manager um, and I find the onus has to be on getting the best out of the here and now inspiring a better almost had a bit a fear of losing. And then these players like Mason and Craig Calderon, Walter Smith, Alec McLeish, um, even Stephen Gerrard, to an extent, guys who could get the team to run through big walls for them. We're not going to get a complete overhaul in January. So we need somebody who can come in and be a motivator, a good man manager.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
3: Uh, I'm struggling for names, to be honest, um, because it really depends on the budget, because you would really need to have a meaningful conversation. You would really ha- have to have some sort of inkling as to what the board's intentions are, you know, because the, I'm hoping that the board will be prompted to act quickly just because of what Mason's just spoke about. The value of the squad has plummeted. You know, so we were sent, sitting on tens of millions of pounds worth of assets and we ain't anymore. And Geo's turned them into that. So you would have thought that that alone would have motivated them to uh, have take some action PDQ because they'll be looking to recover some of that because, you know, we've got, we can... Kent and Morelos can walk away for nothing in, in a couple of months' time. You know, they can do a deal. So the, the fact that they haven't moved so far, maybe they're thinking Geo will turn it round, Maybe we've been too patient, but that patience has now snapped. Is exhausted. This is the time for action. So if they don't take action, then more fool them. I say they they, they will they will reap the whirlwind if if they don't if they don't act now. In terms of who who next, Martin would be a would be some gamble, you know, because would he take the job? Would Rangers offer him the job? So Bodo Glimped, you know that guy's obviously working and with limited resources, and uh, and has put you know a decent side together as as we've saw. So I would really it, it terrifies me to think that Ross Wilson would be party to the conversation, you know, having been party to some of our uh, s- recent signings. Uh, the board have to sort it out. I have to leave it with them because I, I could. Throw name Sean Dyche, you no, know, you know who's obviously going to be a, a motivator. But I would think we need to. We think here for the next three or four years, not the next uh, three or four months. As I said to you, I think this this league title is probably uh, ain't going to happen. I just can't see that that being turned around. because if, I mean, if, if we were to bring in a manager now and they turn it round then uh, it would just make us look even more silly in terms of the length of time that we did put up with Gio. Because if, if it's going to be uh, you know, all, all laid at his door, and, and, and it is laid at his door in my, in my view. So as to who's next, well, I haven't got that far. We just need to get rid of the one we've got. We've got some time up our sleeve. So we've got the the, the, the World Cup campaign to uh, to get the right choice. So I wouldn't be diving in here. Be a, there should be a lots of candidates available. Uh, Ross Wilson's got to go. So that's the first thing. I don't want him involved in sele- the selection of a new manager for Rangers.
1: Craig, um, shining a wee bit of uh, much-needed humour. Um, B, 1972 in the comments, has alluded that Martindale might be a good choice um, as his Previous experiences might uh, be what we need to get some big names in. I'm not going to share the comment uh, in case it gets the pod shut down, but I'm sure we can put two and two together. But some of the comments coming in, Craig. Um, so Kevin Muscat was was mentioned. Um, the of went manager Duncan Ferguson, Rangers fan fifty five, wants your thoughts on Georgey, uh, some Paulo, uh, some sorry, the ex Sevilla manager. Any of these names? inspiring you or do you have any your thoughts yourself?
4: It's a bad day when you think Martindale or Van Bronckhorst and you go, well he's fucking better than Van Bronckhorst. Um, It scares me actually that we've got Ross Wilson at the helm making that decision Um, because then you go, listen Martindale has done absolutely unbelievable for Livingston like ridiculously well. Um and he's obviously he's I think he's done every kind of role within that club, but they are basically a community club. They are like like Peter's healthy Springer done done good. That's really what they are. Um, so like from from going through that to walking up the marble staircase, um I just don't see it. I can not I don't know what it's just the way that he speaks in interviews. I just couldn't imagine him in a Rangers tie, speaking like that, um, with Brown Brokes on. Um, See, I'll be honest,
1: I can't take him seriously ever since somebody compared him to Hasbilla. I can't get it in my head.
4: <laughs> um, listen, he's, he's clearly from good stock in terms of his allegiances. Um, he's made that pretty clear um, through comments, um, but I think, I think we just. See, for me, and I'm hoping right now that the reason why we've not heard anything is because it's not just from Bromcast that's going. Um, I'm hoping that it's going to be a, with immediate effect, Rangers have parted ways with the director of football and management team. Um, when you think of what Gerard had built in terms of the, the structure of the club, um, we are bang on in recent times about best in class, I would argue that 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 was the case. Um, We had the best best of people with the the best of stuff coming in. It was like even the the dressing room was getting changed because Gerard walked in and went, no, we we need to improve this. And then you look at Ross Wilson and Ross Wilson seems more intent on posting things on LinkedIn whenever something goes well, instead of actually doing what he's meant to be doing. Like, see, had Broncos as well, and this is something that I'd, I wanted to bring up tonight. Like, see, the Europa League final was unbelievable. Like that, that, that gave me the best nights I've ever had as a Rangers supporter. But it definitely, now looking back, papered over the cracks over what was happening domestically. Um, we would watch on a Saturday, and a Sunday, dropping points. Very similar stuff to what we're seeing. Like we have seen today, where it's like doesn't really look like there's much identity in the team. Um, there seems to be a lack of um, players knowing what other players are meant to be doing, and um, and then making really bizarre decisions. Like today, he thought it was okay to play Kent He thought it was okay to pl- play Kent right through the the sixty minute mark, but then when in eighty two minutes, I'm going to put on Matondo for you. I'm going to give Matondo eight minutes. Like We all know the outcome of bringing on Matondo, but bringing a player on with eight minutes to go, it's, it's bizarre decisions that he makes constantly. I mean, again, it might sound really daft, but when I seen the team today, and I seen that Lowry wasn't playing, or wasn't on the bench, sorry. So Lowry was deemed good enough to play or be on the bench against Ajax, but he wasn't good enough to be on the bench against St Johnson today. It's things like that where I go, your decision-making is really bizarre at times, mate. Like, And again, you're only allowed to ask one question in press conferences, but there's so many questions that I don't think get asked and he should be put in on the spot going, but why? Explain why. Um, it all comes down, but to Ross Wilson. Like, Ross Wilson will go out on LinkedIn and list all the good things that he have done right. Granted, we won the Europa League. The, the, we went through the Europa League final, right? That was on the back of riding a crest in Europe that Gerard had built. Like, and we basically continued to play the way that Gerard played in Europe. Like, it was the same kind of setup. It was be compact, um, break on the on the attack. Um, at times, like we used the physicality. So like last season we had the physicality against these European teams where they, they could not live with. We seemed to be able to outfight and be out we were like light years ahead of anyone in terms of fitness. I said it in the chat earlier on. Like we swapped, it's well documented now that he swapped the fitness for the ball work. But yet we've got fucking worse fitness wise and we've also got worse on the ball. How does that work? Um honestly.
0: Sorry, I we, around, we
1: went, but... No, don't <laughs> that's what this podcast here for isn't it? Um we went for one or the other to, to neither and probably it's just couple of hands there for me. Um and I've kinda glossed over the Ross Wilson comments and that's not that I'm not hearing you. It's just I don't see that changing this year. Um it's it won't it
4: won't change. Um I've been having a lot. He doesn't
1: oh, If Ross has just made me that cup of tea, I'm going to give him a to and upstairs. Um, it's, only, it's only hiding he'll get. Um, but no, I just I don't have the confidence that the of Directors will, will get rid of the manager. Um, straight away, never mind Ross Wilson. I think Ross Wilson, rightly or wrongly, for me wrongly, he's not going to get the bump this side of the year. Um, he'll be part of the process for appointing a new manager. And we just need to hope that he, he finally gets something right. Um, Mason, on the managerial appointment, whenever it comes, um, you are my, my kind of go-to. I call you my FM guy because you've got a, a much vaster knowledge um, of football than I. Um, I. Before I ask you your opinion, which is why I call it a cut of things on David Martindale, Chick Sharp has rightly called us out. That last week, we were we were taught about Rangers fans' snobbery and signing players for the... For the Scottish League, so it's probably the same snobbery that we're having towards Martindale, and I don't want to give David Martindale a disservice, but I think the the scale of the job that's needed done at Rangers right now, in the immediate short term and for the next three four years, we need to be going for a high cal a higher calibre manager, and I think he he could go do very. Very well in the game, and we might miss opportunity, but I don't think he's what we need for the here and now. Um, in terms of your idea of what the next manager comes in, any of these um, foreign coaches like the ex severe manager, the Boulder Glimp, or do you have MDLs in mind? Uh,
2: just, just firstly, on, on David Martindale, I've seen Chip there make, make a few points about Martindale. Um, it, I think he's actually a good manager for, for our league. Um, and, and I think he needs to take the next step in, in management. Maybe that'll be a bigger club than Livy, but in terms of the jump from, from Livy to, to to the Rangers' job, no, I, I don't think he's ready for that. Um, it's not being, it's not being you know, disrespectful to, to him or, you know, turning my nose up. I just think we need to go for a higher calibre where we are right now. Um, about six weeks ago, if you'd have asked me that question, I would have gone for the Bodo Blint manager, Nutsen, that uh, he was sort of the first choice. Um, but I'll be honest, I think the more I kind of, of think about it i think that going for another foreign manager um I, I i want us to come away from that i think we've we've got to go back to, to british and and i think more than anything i think the, the 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 players that we've got um i think they need that that british style and um if if, if down to me i can't believe what i'm saying it's probably six weeks later sean Daesh would be be the one that i, I would want us to, to go and get and i know i know a lot of supporters are against that and uh I know the style of play at Burnley, they'll keep going back to that. But he kept Burnley, uh, Burnley more or less built that club up from, from the bottom. Um, and his budget was roughly about £10 million a year in the Premier League, um, competing with, with as we know, silly money down there. Um, so he'd done what he had to do for, for Burnley. Um, and, and and he won the championship at Akanta twice. Um, and I think that's where I would more look at, at, at Sean Dyash and and I've listened to him quite a lot recently on the podcast. I think he, he's he's kind of giving giving hints that he's going to come back into management, and it sounds like he's waiting for the Premier League job. He, I thought he was a shoo-in at Leeds, but they've managed to get two big wins recently. Um, but I think where we are at the minute, if Sean Dyche would 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 be my pick. Um, and again, I know that's that's not popular, but I think we need uh, we definitely need, for me need British. And you know, it's mad that all the all the great Scottish managers in the past. You know, you go through. We've I was speaking to my dad and my granddad tonight about them all and you're kind of picking out a Scottish manager at the minute who's ready to come and, and manage us and you know Kevin Thompson is getting mentioned like uh, uh, Duncan Ferguson again I don't mind them being part of the coaching staff I, I, I'd be all for that but as to be the the number one um uh, you know no I, I don't think so but it's a big decision and and, and I, I I know what you're saying Colin about Ross Wilson but he needs to go he needs that. He needs. To, he needs to chase that
1: out and of the football. I running. totally agree with you, but can you see Douglas Park getting rid of him?
2: No, no, probably not. And, and and I'm pretty sure that Ross Wilson is actually an official board, me- board member now. It's not just that director of football role. Which for me, it needs been the new manager comes in. Um, and as I said, if that is someone like Sean Dyash, his recruitment, he done all the recruitment at Burnley. It was for the money. It was absolutely spot on. So I would get rid of that. And again, I know some supporters say, "Oh, we can't have a manager." picking players because if it doesn't work you've got all these players blah 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 but hold on a minute look at the other side of the city that's what he does and look how successful he's made them I think in Scotland that's that's what you need we're not you know we're not in a league where we've got four five six teams competing it is just us or them. so um but yeah in terms of in terms of Ross Wilson um you know we said it today sort of we've said it a million times you know we need a goal last last 15-20 minutes you look at Matondo coming on someone that we spent nearly three million pound on and he looks miles, miles off of being what was required at Rangers. And I heard a story that he's spent a fortune uh, when we played Liverpool a few weeks ago to get his hairdresser down to do his hair. And he was in the hotel room four hours doing his hair. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at in a minute. And these are the type of players. So someone's clearly not done their homework there on him. And, and, and it's embarrassing, to be honest. So, yeah, Ross Wilson needs to go with Gio.
1: Um, just to call thanks for everybody who's been watching. It's the most viewers we've had um, on the live stream, nearly at the three hundred mark. And the most uh, probably, probably the most accurate comment was from Curry Muncher saying that we look as um, we, we look as engaged as if we're all watching Granny porn. Um, it's that, that one caught me off guard. But apologies, it's probably no the probably know the best podcast to listen to and have all the bells and whistles um, just um, we're, we're fan media at the end of the day and the fan part comes first it's just how we're all feeling so Davy we need to look forward because time goes on and today has happened regardless of what happens with the manager situation um, we still need to play hearts on Wednesday I'm afraid Um what changes do you see for, for Wednesday on the park? Um I ask that very loosely because I actually thought I was I was fairly pleased with the lineup today before the game kicked off. I thought that was as strong as we could have went. Um there's nobody really chapping at the bit on the bench that really merits a a start unless you're looking at one of the young boys. Um and again that's a bit of a gamble putting too many young boys in. Do you change it for Wednesday?
3: No, I don't. I don't think there'll be too many changes for Wednesday. I think if Sakala's injured, then obviously Scott Wright comes straight back and and uh, we go with him again. You know, hoping that this time, you know, there'll be a uh, some sort of response. The biggest thing that's got to change for me is 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 the attitude of the players. It's, they're not bad players. You know, as as we've as we've known, you know, we've certainly see these players. You know, go a whole league uh, campaign undefeated. We saw them get to a European final last season. So. There, there are players in there, but we need organisation, we need desire, we need commitment, and we we lack it. We need belief because we are just a soft touch at the moment. And you know that we are a soft touch when, you know, Aberdeen are licking their lips to get to Ibrox, albeit they made in a complete arse of it by being maybe just a wee bit too adventurous. But when they're coming to Ibrox, you know, and and, the, and Callum Davidson today saying, you know, we can... We can get something from this team. You know, so that says uh, lots for me about, about Giovanni van Bronckhorst and, and the Rangers team that they, these teams are up against. We should be uh, blotering some of these sides. And, you know, obviously we gave Aberdeen a bit of a pasting, but I think they were in it. I think Jim Goodwin took an envelope to uh, for that performance because it was uh, he just played right into our hands. So the, the, the healing starts now. The recovery starts now. And the the board, you know, have really got to step up here because Geo is not the answer. So everyone knows that. The dogs in the street know that. So we need to get uh, get things in place. If he, you know, takes the, the team on Wednesday with a view that he'll see us for the next two games and leave during the World Cup break, so be it. I, I, we don't have to be uh, cruel here, but he has to go theres There's got to be another way. The, the, the way our team's set up at the moment, you know, it's just a com- complete lack of creativity. We, we've got some some decent players who are playing in a system that clearly you can tell they're not happy with, they don't believe in it. So it's time for a change.
1: Craig, for Wednesday night, I actually, I actually see Hearts coming to try and have a go at them, just the way that they, they've been playing in the league so far. Um, they... They they took the game of Celtic. They were quite unlucky. So the way Rangers are playing the now, they'd be daft. Not really to have a go at this. But I think that's yeah, probably going to suit Rangers a bit better tactically than them setting up with two banks of five. Um, I totally agree with Davy. It's all about how the players are playing themselves. And Kai kind of cool. Nicole was actually asking in the comments, "What do you think about the tab video?" Um, so for them that didn't see it, it's a group of supporters waiting outside McDermott um, Park today. Uh, you know just to have near um, waited by to hear them about. And I, I don't really know what they were shouting, but I, I can I can imagine it was not too encouraging. Um, the point I'm making, Craig, is it's going to be quite a hostile environment on Wednesday night. Rightly or wrongly, I find the mood and the support. Um, we we probably won't get as much encouragement coming for the stands. Um, how do you see the players responding to that?
4: I think you're completely right about the fact that if Hearts play the way that Aberdeen set up, um, which is probably the way that they're going to do it, they'll probably be a lot better than Aberdeen, um, obviously on current form and the players that they've got. I mean, looking back at the Aberdeen game, I don't know if I'd said this, but um, see when 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 they came out, I literally didn't know any of the Aberdeen players. And normally you know at least half of them. Um, you could rhyme off names and stuff in the past there wasn't any Aberdeen players that I knew um, and really they have regressed massively Um, I think Jim Jim Goodwin in years gone by with uh, St Mirren would play a very similar game to what St Johnson done today and what Livingston will do because he knows the calibre of player that he's got I think being at Aberdeen he's probably his goes a bit inflated and in he's came to Ibrox thinking I'm going to start boxing a bit heavy here and, and obviously he's, he's walked away with his, his team getting absolutely levered um, I think Hearts are going to be a different beast I know I, granted I think Rangers will probably it suits Rangers but um, the way that the confidence is um, and I think if if Hearts were to score first um, I wouldn't like to be in that director's box on Wednesday night if Van Bronkhorst is still there and if Hearts score. Because um, I tell you what, man, I'm I'm only like one block away from them and I will be making my voice heard. because um, it's not just Van Bronckhorst, I want to out the club. Um it's you guys were talking about the, the recruitment and stuff and like see see like just one of them, like Matondo, for example. Like Matondo for 2.5 to 3 million that in itself, a guy, like, whoever made that decision to get that guy in, he should fall on the sword for that. super every person in Scotland, like, not just a Rangers supporter, not just Hearts supporters, everybody in Scotland are saying, that guy's a croc, like, he, he cannot play football for longer than about three weeks and he's going to get injured. What happens? We sign him and he gets injured. We bring in Den Davies, granted. It was a massive gamble to bring in a player like that. Hollander, we look at getting rid of Balogun, and we're now playing an 18 year old. And when Ben Davies is injured, which seems like every 45 minutes right now, um, we're playing a centre midfielder who is a bang average central midfielder. Like, see, see, when he played against, uh, I think it was Aberdeen, I was like, do you know what, can definitely go that. It was because we were playing a, a pile of shit. That was what it was. Do you know what I mean? And, and again, sorry for the language, but the see that one good game like Sakala. Sakala, who brought Sakala in? Who signed that off? Because I, I, I don't see him being a, a Steven Gerrard type player. I just don't see it. Um, and there's too many similarities to the Scott Wrights, the Sakalas, the Matondos. There's too many similarities there. And what's the one variable that stays the same? Ross Wilson. Um, and then see when we strip back his CV, guys. What the fuck, really, man?
1: He's living off the um, the money signing for Southampton, isn't he? That he's made a career after
4: that. Aye, and, and by the way, like let's let's not beat around the bush, right? He got his Lindstrom that was phenomenal last season, right? We can say he got him if if word in the streets, right? Gerrard basically told him if you don't get him, I'm off, which you're not going to have it anyway. But he went, I want him. Granted, he went, got Lawrence. Lawrence looks like a player. Yilmaz, if he can play more than 90 minutes. Um, again, another player that... That's another thing, guys. What club? What major club, right? And I wouldn't like to know the wage bill that we're paying on doctors and physios and all the medical team and the injuries that we seem to culminate. And it's not even like, Jesus, that was a bad tackle. Fuck, he's out for six months it's literally he jumped for the ball and he's done and he's ah, he's going to be out for six weeks fucking eight weeks goes on and we've still not seen him like I, and by the way I'm going to bring up Offenborough right now that guy was signed and we didn't seem to do a medical that found out a heart scan until after he was signed right he did not have a heart attack it was a scare, it was a thing that we found on a scan right, you look at Ericsson Ericsson actually died on a football park and he's playing Premier League football. We've got a guy off in Bodo, the only time I've ever seen him is on in fucking Instagram. What? Like, from top to bottom, that football department is appalling. Appalling.
1: But, I totally agree with you, Craig, and I think it's probably important to say it's, it's not the boy's fault that he's... No, I am not like And I absolutely totally agree with you, but that... That pretty much sums up the the way we're doing business. It's just it's scattered
4: on at best. Fucking Ramsay. Don't. By the way, do you know Ramsay? Ramsay actually made uh, a look fit. Crancher, Canshaw used to have to be a three point tongue in the centre circle to
1: try and turn back away. Right, Brian. you. There's enough to there's enough to be worrying about. Never mind fucking Brian. bringing up Nico Canshaw. <laughs> Suter was wow. signed.
2: Wow. 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 Suter done his medical as well and was still signed and with an in, with an injury, with, with an ongoing injury. Gio said it when he, when he was out of Livingston, said, Oh, yeah, we signed him, we knew about this injury. Why was he signed then? It's a disgrace. We lost, we've lost the, 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 the main doctor, haven't we? He's gone. He, he left when Gerard left. I think he was ex England as well. So, yeah, another one has probably not been replaced properly.
4: He's probably walked in and seen Ross Wilson and went,
1: Fuck out. <laughs> So, to stick with you, Mason, um same question to you. How do you see Wednesday night going and is there any major changes? Um somebody's actually suggested I think it was David Heard, about resting Leon King and I just want to make a quick point about him. Um he's been hung out to dry. Um by the team he's it's a hard environment to try and play your time and learn your trade right now and I don't think the boy's doing himself any harm. I think um he will bounce back from it. He's not been He's no, had the best run of form, but he's an absolute waste of what worries right now. And if we could, be just to him a rest because I think he's just, he's taken a few batterings, but there's only so much he's to win. Um, but I over to you, how do you see Wednesday lining up?
2: Uh, well, yeah, I agree with uh, David. I think he's made some really good points uh, this evening. I, he's got to take King out. I, I was so surprised that Davis went off. Um, unless it's injury, I can't understand why, why he took him off and left King there. On his own, went to a back three, but then our fullbacks are probably our main attacking outlet. And uh, yeah, anyway, I can't understand that one. So I agree with, with David Heard there. But but on Wednesday, uh, Colin, if if Gio's still here, Wednesday at kickoff, Ibrox is going to be horrible, and it's going to be it's going to be horrible if he goes anyway. The atmosphere is not not going to be good. Um, but in all honesty, if if, if Gio's still in charge Wednesday, I can see us dropping points again. And then we go on to Sunday, and I can see it happening again. Now I'm not saying that we we're definitely going to win if we sat Gio and we put in, you know, a, a youth coach for the two games. But I think that, that that Gio needs to to go now, and the support need a lift in terms of with the World Cup coming coming. That's a mini preseason. We get a new manager in. I think that, that this era needs to end tonight or tomorrow, and that needs to draw a line under it so we can start looking forward because we're seven points behind. And, and we have got a, a lot of games to go. But look, we're kidding ourselves on that, we, we, that we're that we going to win the league under the, under Gio. That, that, that's just not going to happen. So, you know, if he's still in charge Wednesday night, I, I, and, and I'll tell you what, if he still is and hearts, do what St. Johnson done and Livy done and, and don't go gung-ho like Aberdeen did and sit in and frustrate us, they'll get sat out of the game. So um, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next 28, 48 hours, and Gio still here because if he is... I fear for Wednesday night and Wednesday's my birthday as well, and I know it's gonna be rude.
1: <laughs> well, in that note, I think that's as good a time as I end to wrap up, folks. Um as always, I'll come round you, ask you for your goodbye to the listeners and a prediction for Wednesday. I'm gonna force one out of you. First of all, thanks for joining us, Davy Pollock. Um, it's been a tough shift tonight, maybe but we got through it.
3: Oh no, ever onwards, you know, we uh <clears throat> Been here a long time. We'll be here a long time yet. So I am going for a, a rather cautious 2-1 victory on Wednesday. I'm hoping that we, we will eventually, eventually get some sort of reaction from this squad because they must know that there's i I'm sure as they left the stadium today, you know, that they'll have been told to their faces exactly uh, what we think of them at the moment. So they can go to one of two ways. Either they, you know, the, they, they spit the dummy out or they actually uh, prove a response give us a response so going for
1: 2-1 Craig good to have you on mate usually you're the the glimmer of hope and you come and tell us it's all going to be okay after a good victory so thanks for coming on tonight mate
4: hey, it's been an absolute pleasure Uh do you know I wasn't looking forward to the night today and um, it's I think I feel that I've just went through a therapy session Um, so thank you guys Um, I really do hope that the board um, show a bit of courage and just do what needs to be done but um, I listen uh, I've got no doubts that Rangers Football Club will get to 56 and whether that's this season or next season um, we always come back but um, I would much rather it be this season. And that only happens if we get rid of Giovanni van, Gio van, van Uh I've got a big concern on Wednesday. Um, I think uh, Rangers will struggle. I, I, like, I've never come on this pod and um, said anything other than a Rangers victory, but I think it will be a draw. Are they going one each, two each, nothing each? Nothing each.
1: Well, that's a bit of positivity. You think we'll get a clean sheet? I'll fucking take that. (laughs) Um, That's still what I'm predicting. Um, But no, thanks for coming on, mate. And last but no means least, the birthday boy on Thursday. Here's hoping you're waking up a happy man. Cheers for coming on, Mason.
2: Yeah, no, thanks, Colin. Thanks, boys. And uh, thanks for all the comments tonight, people. Appreciate it. Yeah, as I say, for Wednesdays, Wednesday's a a difficult one. Um, As I say, if Geo's still here, I can see us. I, I agree with Craig. I can see us. Drawing uh, hearts, will, hearts will come and get saying if we, if we make the change in the next 24 48 hours. We've seen it with Villa when Gerard left, you know, the caretaker manager comes in and then they suddenly win 4 0. So um, I think they need a different voice, I think that's clear. Um, so um, yeah, uh, again, I hate, I hate saying we're not going to win, but you know, watching that today, how you know, I'd be lying to myself to, to say we're going
1: to. No, it's I can see. I can see why and I've said time and time before, sometimes I do have the 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 blue tinted specs on, but I'm gonna join Davy Paul can go two one. Um again, I think and I'll be just as frustrated after a two one victory because i will know they I'll no be doubt be asking myself where was that on on Sunday, blah blah blah. Um but I I think we can go over the line. I think Hearts coming out as well will suit down the IT. Uh, well, suit is more than break down two banks of five. I is hope the players have the nerve to get through it because um, they need to show a bit of character because they are playing for the long-term careers whether that's the Rangers or elsewhere regardless who's in the who's in the stand or, in Wednesday, or who's in the dugout, I should say. But that's that's my notice to an end. My um, massive thank you to everybody who's watching live on YouTube, everybody listening in Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. As always, find us a like or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, they really appreciate the support and I meant what I said uh, at the beginning of the, the, the pod that it's an unpopular position to take, but we can salvage something for this season and I, I hate seeing Rangers managers lose their jobs because it means Rangers are only doing well, but if the board act decisively, I do genuinely believe we can turn it around if we act now. So in that note in that note, just remember, we are the people. Take care. <laughs>